Welcome to Parenting on the Spectrum, hosted by Tony and Tracy Johnson, a married couple who are both mental health professionals as well as parents of a child with special needs. This show will provide information from their personal and professional life experiences to help you on your parenting journey. Welcome to Parenting on the Spectrum with Dr. Tracy Johnson and Tony Johnson, Master's Level Counseling Clinician. So um, we're going to talk about parenting with patients. As I say, whether you have a typical child or a child with special needs or a child that's medically fragile or a child that just may have uh, uh, ADHD, some other mental health diagnosis. The things that we're talking about can be beneficial for all parents. Our focus and the perspective that we come from typically will be from parenting a child with special needs. So when we talk about patients, I would say that it took us a while to truly understand the need for us to have patience when it comes to parenting um, our daughter. Um, When I look at it from a clinical perspective, I had to remind myself that she is severe on the autism spectrum with intellectual disability and she's nonverbal. Her world is pretty much controlled by other people 99% of the time. She has a very small window of things that she is able to control and decide. So think about your own situation. If you couldn't have a say in just the basics of what was happening in your world, that would be a little frustrating. So I have to always see things through her lens, and that helps me to have patience because the things that she may pick and choose to um, do on her time frame it's just the some of the few things that she can control. Would you agree, Tony? Yeah, I mean, it's to me, I, it's 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 a lot easier now than it was when she was for younger sure. Because now that we know our daughter and she knows us, we know how to be more patient with things that she's doing. But when she was smaller, it was kind of difficult because we didn't know and she couldn't tell us. So we were learning each other. Yeah, we definitely were. We so, were learning so each other. It's a lot. It's a lot easier now than when it was before. So, a- as a parent, when you, I, I can think back to uh, one of the clients that I worked with some years ago. She initially came in and wanted her son to be the primary client. Her son, um, she had two 
she had three kids, but one, she had one son that was high functioning on the autism spectrum. And she had another son, um, no autism, but uh, recently diagnosed with ADHD. And she was wanting me to counsel the, 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 the kids, primarily the son with ADHD, um, and do a little thing, a few little things with the one um, uh, with autism. And after she filled out the paperwork and we talked, and I basically told her, you're the primary client in this scenario because it's how you're responding <laughs> to what they are doing that's bringing about the angst. Um, a small frustration was the process of getting ready in the morning to go to school and having to be repetitive. And I just told her, I said, so you need to realize that your son that's on the spectrum, that is probably going to be his base of norm for him, the way he does that morning routine. So why are you getting yourself so frustrated because you have to tell him certain things over and over again? You have to get to a place of acceptance to make that part of your routine to know I need to remind him to do ABC and just know that that may be the way it's going to be for him. And the the other son the frustrations were really, um, I guess she made them worse because of the way she would respond to it. And I gave her some some key things about how to respond and how to make sure she's responding from a five, a level five or less and never above a, a five to 10, that range, because all you're going to do is he's going to counter back, you know, a lot of times with that same level and talked about how as a parent, you should never have to raise your voice and all those things. And and she was very receptive to it. Um, and I believe she got the results she wanted because the tweaks mainly needed to come from her. And so when I look at the things that we did with Talia, it was the same thing. We We know that she loves music. And when she gets upset when she gets frustrated. Instead of us getting upset and frustrated, we need to do our go-to, which is sing to her. We know this, the, the songs that she enjoys, or now we know it's a song we can play on our phone <laughs> that will bring that smile to her face, you know? So instead of you allowing yourself to get upset and have yourself, you know, you know, frustrated, lean into what you know works. And sometimes we allow ourselves to get in the way of the parenting process instead of leaning into what we already know. You have any suggestions or anything? Well, I just know, like I said, when we talk about patience, it's like with Talia, it's just one of those things like, like we know as well when, when, when you're getting ready for school or when I'm getting ready for bedtime or whatever it may be, Talia, you know, she, she does it at her pace and I will, how fast we want to go is how fast she wants to go. So I, I think that's one thing, you know, that parents need to understand too, because th- it's not like what our son, Timothy, you know, just like if I, if Timothy wants something, I can say, Timothy, hold on for a few minutes. 
But if Talia wants something, it's like, you know, she's going to come and look right at you and say, I want it now. She's going right. to look at you like, right. you know what I want. It's just right. different. So it's just, like I said, being patient and trying to teach her patience as well. Right. And depending <laughs> on what it is, h- how fast we will move. But, right. Right. but also, I know that she is going to have those things where it takes her longer to respond. She knows what I want her to do. She knows what she needs to do. But she'll look at me and not lift that foot or not lift that arm or not come to me to do whatever because she can and she wants to choose when she wants to do it. I'm the parent. I know that. But she can control that little window. So what do I do so that I don't get frustrated? I pad the time for the morning routine. I make sure I leave plenty of time. So if she wants to take five minutes to lift up her foot so I can put those shoes on, she gets to take five minutes. And I just got to sit it out and know that I've managed my time well enough to not get frustrated. Did I know that when she was five years old? No, I did not know that when she was five years old. It probably took a minute for me to realize this was not a battle. This was not I lose and she wins. I adjust the way I engage with her and we both win. She gets to have her little sphere of control and I get to have peace as I um prepare to get her ready for whatever it is. And I really had to buy into that because, you know, we know with where she's at right now today, we don't know what God could do tomorrow, but where she's at today, if this is going to be how it continues and we are going to be the caregivers for her, I don't need it to be a battle and a struggle. Now, I'm still asking God to help me on the the you know the showering <laughs> it's a little easier now that we have the open shower but she still has her little things where if she could do one or two things that would make it easier to to bathe her to cut her toenails you know it would be wonderful but I I haven't figured out an easier way, but we have figured out how to do it. It's like, I'm not going to use that as an excuse that it doesn't happen. But, you know, those little things are things you have to get to a place of acceptance about and not make it a struggle or a battle. Well, I'll figure that to what you said, because every now and then she will make it easier for us to trip her toes, give her a bath, give her a shower. You know, every now and then she has her moments where she's like, I'm going to make it easy for you. You know? So we know it's possible. <laughs> we get a glimpse of it. But her regular day-to-day self, it's, it's going to be some resistance. She's not a hitter. Um, she will stiffen and she may grab like the towel or the 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 handheld whatever little things but thank goodness she's not combative and i know there are some parents that have to deal with the combative nature and with those situations sometimes you have to double team sometimes it may take one more than one person to assist like we have to do when it comes time to cut her toenails <laughs> we we sometimes have to triple team to get it done in a safe 
something that's safe for her and safe for us because she's petite, but she's strong. So we have to remind ourselves of that. We want to keep everybody safe, healthy, and healthy. And like I said, we know this could be what we have to do for the long haul. So we need to make it as easy as possible, as manageable as possible. And I've seen the worst case scenarios. I've 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 had clients come in that were in some pretty bad situations and had and I've had those who had done some missteps. Even uh, I, I did a little bit of work uh, with Department of Children's Services for a small window. And the parents that regret their responses were the in, in the uh, not appropriate responses. And they got in trouble. And nobody wants to go down that route. And I had to witness, my mom and I were traveling by train. And that's a whole nother story, but as to why I wasn't on an airplane, but we were traveling by train and we were uh, waiting for a transfer in Chicago. And this woman, I don't know what her relationship was to the young man. The young man seemed to be over 18, but he could have been just barely over 18. Um, And she... He he obviously had some uh, special needs, not sure exactly what they were, but she came in and it broke my heart the way she talked to him. The I I don't if if there was an animal that you were upset with for even maybe biting you, I don't think you would have talked to them in the way she talked to this young man. And as I made contact with my mom. Just as I was thinking about intervening, they left. She was saying they were going to get some food. She was going to initially leave him there while she went and got food, but she was cursing at him. And if you talk to anybody and if you look to anybody and if you do this, it was so heartbreaking. And I know the journey she probably has been on with this young man, but we can't allow ourselves to get to that point where we are um not respectful and loving and in the way that we are engaging with those we are caring for and she ended up taking him with her and as they left i told my mom when they come back if she is i basically said if she's out of pocket again i'm going to report it and to somebody because i didn't feel safe for the young man i'm like if she does this in public with us what is she doing at home behind closed doors? I don't know. Maybe the stress at home is not as much. And I know when we're out in public, Talia, she hasn't done it in a while, but I know there have been times where she may touch somebody or grab somebody. Not grab, I'd say just mainly touch. Just touch. She may just touch. And I'm hyper vigilant because they don't know her, they don't understand. She doesn't understand. She doesn't mean any harm. So I know that that hypervigilance can be there, but there's a way to handle it. There's a way to manage it. And it just broke my heart. But just as I was getting up the courage to do something, I don't even think they made it to get the food because apparently their train came and I saw them following a red cap out 
to go and and get on the train and I just said a prayer for the 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 woman which I don't know if she was what her relation to him was and the young man because it literally was so heartbreaking you know we don't get to choose the family we're born into the circumstance we're born into we don't get to choose the the children that are birthed to us and come into our lives. But we can try to make sure we're doing our best to honor and take care of them in a, with grace and with patience. And so that is the, the thing that I want to resonate with you, the nugget I want you to take away, whether it's a typical child, whether it's a special needs child, and, and whether we have adult children that we're taking care of. We know we never take off that parenting hat. Uh, it just shifts a little bit. Um, but let the patience be what reigns and, and, and what, uh, comes to the forefront instead of the frustration. So we want you guys to let us know some of the things that you want us to talk about, some of the topics, some of the questions that you may have. There may be some more tips and techniques we can provide. So email us at parentingonthespectrum1 at gmail.com. That's parentingonthespectrum, the number one, at gmail.com and let us know uh, what questions you have, what concerns you have, and comments. Maybe you have some things that you want to add. But as you can see, we are truly grateful to be able to do this journey together, and we want to share the lessons that we've learned with you through this platform. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time on Parenting on the Spectrum. Thank you for tuning in to Parenting on the Spectrum. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not reflect the views and opinions of any entities they represent or work with currently or in the past. Please email us at parentingonthespectrum1 at gmail.com. That's parentingonthespectrum, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, subscribe and please make sure you listen next time.